don't put off until tomorrow what you can do today. It's not only a famous quote from Benjamin Franklin, it's also advice that can save or at least change your life for the better. In this episode, you'll hear from VJ Hamilton. She's a nutritional therapist who suffered for decades with autoimmune conditions before taking control of her health and developing the skills to help others do the same. By following her advice, we hope you'll create the motivation to live a healthier life before your body forces you into action. This is The Fit Mess, conversations with world-class experts in the fields of mental, physical, and emotional health. In this episode... I had skin issues, I had joint pain, I had muscle fatigue, I had hair loss, I had all sorts of different things going on. And by healing myself, I managed to heal myself in totality. So I do think it is really, really powerful that we start focusing in on these little things inside us that make us who we are. Now here are your hosts, Zach and Jeremy. Welcome to The Fit Mess, brought to you by Athletic Greens. Thank you for listening while you're doing whatever it is that you're doing right now. I'm Zach. He's Jeremy. We've been through all kinds of struggles and ended up stronger because of them. And we want to help you do the same. If you're sick of your own shit, like we were, and you're ready to make a change, you're in the right place. Today, we're talking about improving your health at the cellular level and why that can actually be one of the best places to start with a personal development plan because the benefits really flow upstream to all the other issues you may be worried about. And I'll tell you why this is important. I like to tell people who are struggling to take care of themselves that motivation isn't going to magically appear. However, there are a few examples of when that's incorrect. Usually, it's at rock bottom or when your health has taken a sudden and drastic turn for the worse. Our guest will share how her own physical ailments put her on a path to better wellness and a path to helping others do the same, but why not learn from her experience and get out in front of those problems before they arise? So I think I've got that mindset now where I like to be very proactive with my health and get in front of things before they actually happen, like eating correctly, exercising, making sure I'm taking care of myself mentally and emotionally. So when the big shit happens, I'm okay and I'm ready for it. But I can honestly say that my journey down this path really started with a medical condition that started for me that caused me to have to take shit more seriously. So, you know, even I didn't have that motivation to get in front of things. It took something that was, thank God, benign, Mm -hmm. but scared the shit out of me for me to go try yoga and just game over from there. I was like, oh, I, I like feeling good. I like. I like this feeling of taking care of myself, but it is so hard to really think about it and come to that conclusion of, I need to take care of myself for these potential consequences later on that may or may not happen. Right. I mean, that's a, that's a tough mind game to play. Yeah. And, and my story is is very similar. You know, we've told it a number of times now, but it, it took a knee injury to put me on a bike that put me on a path to better wellness. And, and had that injury never happened and had, had I never gone to that physical therapist's office, I never would have started biking and I never would have then discovered how much I liked being in the moment and then wanting to meditate and then all the doors that that opened up as well. I also want to emphasize that a lot of this isn't your fault. We we live in a very fast-paced society. We're, we're barely keeping our head above water most of the time. So mm-hmm. being able to put your, your head into a place of what's my, my physical condition going to be in 20, 30, 40 years, wherever you are, that's not easy to do because a lot of times you're trying to figure out how am I even going to get to work on time or, or whatever the thing is. So that's why it's so important to, to take time to do some self-care, to, to just check in with yourself, to figure out how your body's feeling and look at your calendar and figure out, is there a point where have I not had a physical in five years and should I go and talk to my doctor? 
That's I literally today stopped by my doctor's office to talk to them about getting some blood work done. I'm fine. I'm, I'm feeling better than I felt in a long time. I'm, I'm getting to be in pretty good shape. I want to do better. I don't want to mm-hmm. wait until something breaks and until something shuts down to then go, Oh God, if only I'd known and started taking that vitamin 12 years ago, I could have avoided whatever problem has now come up at 50, whatever years old I'll be. Old. So again, it, it's small steps. I, I never would have imagined going and talking to my doctor and saying, Hey, I want to do blood work just because, but because mm-hmm. of all the other things I've done, I'm now in a position where I want to go even, even further. I want to take it even further and make sure that I'm doing everything I can to be as healthy as I can so that when I do get older, I'm not just crawling around and in pain and, and living a, a rich and full life. I actually got my doctor in Seattle gave me shit a couple of times because I was always in there going, <laughs> so I read this medical journal and I would like to get this test because I'm contemplating whether or not this change or that change will be beneficial for me for my energy level. It got a little extreme. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I will admit because I was in there almost every week getting blood work done. Oh my God. And while like my doctor was, she was very cool and she was like very supportive of it, but there was a point where she was like, okay, insurance is paying for all this. I'm not sure I'm comfortable <laughs> raising all this stuff up <laughs> for you because I was like diagnosing myself and coming in. And like, it, it was a very, very cool situation from my perspective. Cause I was literally getting blood work every week for like non-standard tests. Jeez. It was so great. <laughs> it was awesome. But I was like eating differently and doing things differently during the week Yeah, to like, really what did that do did that work did that optimize my health it's been three days exactly and I like <laughs> i know i know that like i i don't I, i'm not allergic to gluten but gluten definitely has an impact on me yeah so i try and avoid it but i would have never noticed like that subtle little bit of of gluten intolerance had i not been like that stringent with the blood work and tracking what i was eating what i was doing yeah fast forward three years now I like kind of have it dialed in and now I feel lazy because I get blood work like once every six months. <laughs> Only every six months. Uh, is that, is that where your love for supplements came from? Mm-hmm. It, it is because in a bunch of my blood work, I love and I hate blood work because when they do any kind of a test, you fall into the average range, right? Mm-hmm. If, if you're normal, they check a box and they say, you're fine. You're good. But what's normal for you is different from the rest of the population in some cases, right? Yes. There's certain things that you're going to fall in the normal box and that's giving you whatever it is that you actually need. And then there's other cases where like you need more of something or less of something than the rest of the population because imagine this, we're all fucking different, right? Right, right. It's an important distinction to make that because you're normal means you're normal in relation to how everyone else in your culture society is doing. So you may be normal, but if everyone is kind of sick, you don't want to be normal. You don't want to fall into that range. You want to make sure that, that you know more than, yep, checks out just like everyone else. Because if you want to optimize your health, if you want to make sure you're, you're doing all the right things, you need to know more than normal. You need to know what can be improved. Yeah, absolutely. So back when I was doing blood work all the time, that's when I discovered athletic greens. I started taking athletic greens because I really needed to have a supplement that tasted great, gave me all the things that I needed 
And I didn't want to have to take 10 pills a day or spend all of my time cooking all the meals. I try and get my nutrients from food, but let's face it, we don't get everything we need every day from food. So Athletic Greens was a great solution for me. It tastes great. gives me everything I need for more energy, better gut health, optimized immune system. It has less than a gram of sugar and there's no nasty chemicals or artificial anything. And it actually does taste good. And for what you get, it's less than $3 a day. And right now is the time to incorporate better health. And Athletic Greens is a perfect start. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash fitmess. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash fitmess to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Our guest today, I love this interview. It was it was. A little bit more technical than some of our other interviews, which I totally geeked out on, but there is some great information in here. And that information comes from our guest. She's a nutritional therapist, VJ Hamilton. We asked her about her own health struggles and how they forced her to take control of her own well-being. Really, my journey started when I was very young. So at seven years old, I got diagnosed with an autoimmune condition. Before that, I'd had lots of issues with food intolerances. And then as I went through my teenage years, I developed skin issues, so psoriasis and acne. And then I decided to go to university and study it. So I studied biochemistry and immunology, and I learned all about autoimmune disease and, and the, really the biochemistry of it, which is very interesting, but I couldn't put it into practice yet. And unfortunately, during that time, my brother got diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Several other members of my family had autoimmune disease as well. Um, but I decided to change track at that point, and I became a chartered accountant. I worked, you know, a corporate career. I moved up the ladder. I did lots of traveling and um, I ended up at, at my early 30s being diagnosed with post-viral chronic fatigue syndrome. And that's when the joint issues started. The fatigue had become unbearable and actually all my joints were swelling up. So it's very hard to move around. I was exercising and going to the gym. And I decided I needed to do something. That's when I found functional medicine and nutritional therapy and decided, actually, why don't I use my science degree um, to some good use that I can put into practice? And that's when I became um, a nutritional therapist. I started my own clinic, which is the autoimmunity nutritionist. And then through doing my um, autoimmune paleo protocol, I became a certified health coach. Um, Key Cellular Nutrition found me and I started working with them as well. So it's been quite a journey, um, but I'm very happy to be where I am and, you know, working on some really exciting projects as part of that. I'm working with some great people as well. I have to imagine that a lot of the things that, that you went through, physical fitness and just eating right, big air quotes there, came up a lot, but... It, and I think those things can contribute to what we're about to talk about, but, but it doesn't really help you understand what your cellular potential is and how you can heal yourself through your cells. So could you just tell us a little bit about what is cellular potential and why should we care as a, a general population? I think we we focus a lot, don't we, on the diagnosis. And I know when I was, especially in my early 30s, I had been diagnosed with other autoimmune diseases. But in my early 30s, I just needed an answer. And I wanted to know exactly what was wrong with me. I wanted to put a title on it. And I chased and chased for the diagnosis. And finally, I got diagnosed and I realized there was nothing <laughs> I could actually do. Um, and I was just told to rest more. 
Um, and that's when really all the cell biology came back and you realise that energy system is all created in the cell. And I started hearing the word mitochondria again, which I hadn't heard since I was at university and realised how essential that was to my energy system. And I'd probably had mitochondrial dysfunction for a long time. And if we think about it, we have cells in every part of the body, but really in conventional medicine, we're looking more at an organ or a specific disease. And I and. Yes, there probably is a place for you know bringing inflammation down. Um, you know, especially if somebody's got hair loss, and maybe doing something specific around like a hair follicle. But really, the truth is to have a long-lasting recovery, which is I probably didn't mention that in my introduction, but I've been symptom-free now for six years. You really have to deal with the root of the issue, and what's more, the root of everything than ourselves. And that's through doing functional testing. I, I realized that there were things going on at that cellular level. And um, by improving the health of my cells and really focusing on different lifestyle strategies and eating habits that can help with that, I managed to build a solid foundation. Um, so really working on that upstream issue um, of the cells. And that helped with every other symptom I had. And my symptoms were vast. You know, I had skin issues. I had joint pain. I had muscle fatigue, I had hair loss, I had all sorts of different things going on. And by healing my cells, I managed to heal myself in totality. Um, so I do think it is really, really powerful that we start focusing in on these little things inside us that make us who we are. When I use my phone and I use my, my laptop, there's a program in there that's looking at the battery going, hey, your battery is getting unhealthy. Uh, you need to switch it or you need to do something else. A, other than these symptoms, is there any way that we can, any test that we can do to actually tell us that we've got some dysfunction or, or cells that are not providing enough energy for us? And then on right off of that, how do we get more energy from our cells? How do we fix them? How do we repair them? Yeah, so I mean, one of the classic tests that I use in my own private practice is the organic acids test. That's a urine test. And what it does is it's looking at biomarkers, really, because there's all these processes that are happening at the cellular level. And what we really want to see is how well those processes are working. And by doing an organic acids test, it's going to show you whether you have a blockage in any of those chemical processes. Um, and by understanding that, you can see whether your cellular health is, is working appropriately or not. For example, in my own personal health, I had a, a, vitamin, a vitamin B12 deficiency and I was having, you know, I was, I was supplementing lots of vitamin B12. I was eating vitamin B12 rich foods. I even had some injections for vitamin B12. So I did lots and lots of different things. But when I realized it actually was the health of my cells, I couldn't, I couldn't use the vitamin B12 at the cellular level. And I actually had to work on improving the cellular membrane to help those processes start working. Um, a complementary test to that, I actually did a genetic profiling test, um, which certainly doesn't give you any indication of your current health status, but it does give you an idea of potentially where there might be some weaknesses within the body that need to be um, kind of focused on. So that was very helpful. It was kind of complementary to that organic acids test, which tells you um, where your current health status is and whether there are any blockages in those systems. For example, the energy system in the cell, um, the citric acid, citric acid cycle. So when we produce this thing called ATP, which is which people may be aware is kind of 
it's our energy it's our it's our fuel that we we survive on and so finding out how well that process is working is really really important for the cellular health because the cells need that energy to survive and thrive so yeah that was a really great test in terms of the health of your cell there's lots of different things you can do one of the issues can be the environment that the cell is in. So first of all, thinking about kind of blood sugar regulation. So is there a high blood sugar environment? Because that, I always like to, somebody once described it as being caramelized. And if you think about something being caramelized and sticky, um, it just creates lots and lots of damage. So making sure that our blood sugar is appropriate, we want it to be, you know, nice and stable. Um, we don't want any lots of spikes all the time. So that would be something to kind of focus on. Also, inflammation in an inflammatory environment, the cells can, can become damaged um, by the immune system. And that, again, can lead to uh, kind of uh, malfunctioning of the cells, which can lead to kind of problems systemically and symptoms. Uh, and then we have the, the toxicity part where we're exposed to all these things in our food, in our environment, um, in our air, in the, in the beauty products we use. And, and yes, they're not harmful in and of themselves, but when we're using lots and lots of different products over lots of, over many years, they slowly trickle into our cells. And if the cell membrane isn't working and able to clear them out, then again, you get all the, all the functions of the cell, what we call the organelles, so like one of the main mitochondria become um, dysfunctional and, and can't work properly. So we need to focus in on all those elements and we can focus in on what we eat to help with those various issues that might be impacting the cell. The test you mentioned, is that something your standard doctor can order or is that do we have to see a specialist for that test? I believe, yeah, you, you normally see a specialist to do that test. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, with um, a doctor. And then uh, I, I guess to just sort of piggyback on what you were talking about, testing aside and, and whether or not we have an autoimmune disease, odds are based on the way that most people in Western culture eat and our lifestyle, we'd probably generally have low energy, some sort of health problem, feel kind of crappy all the time. So how do we, I mean, it's, it's really hard for most people to go from, man, I feel horrible to I'm going to eat better and I'm going to hit the gym. I mean, that's, that's a huge step. So how do we... Where do they start, I guess, if, if, if they're thinking, I want to work on the cells first, right? I mean, or, or are they one and the same? Should, should they just get more exercise and clean up their diet? And will that start to affect their cells? Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm just trying to find the entry level for somebody who wants to start taking this on. Yeah, I think the entry level would be exactly that, to understand where you've potentially got unhealthy habits in your life and start working on them. Because um, a lot of this isn't rocket science to get started it is really right. the simple uh, you know the straightforward habits that we can bring in I mean it's not always easy and I would always say take it a step at a time I mean in our program at Key Cellular Nutrition we do we we've got a lot of support there encourage people to kind of jump in if they can when we kind of assess that to see if they need more of a slower pace but really yeah cleaning up your diet eating more of those colorful vegetables because they're full of the antioxidants that we need when we do have that damage around the cell and they're gonna you know they've got these things called polyphenols um, and there's lots of studies which support their effect on the function of the cell. So just bringing in more vegetables, like how many colors can you count on a plate? And if you can't count three colors, I say this to my clients, that's just, that, don't even think about anything else. Just can you get three different colored plants on your plate to start with? Um, obviously with like a, a healthy fish or meat. 
start with that and then you're bringing in more antioxidants the exercise piece is really really important as well it's important for kind of how we have our um we may talk about this later but how we're kind of expressing our genes exercise is really really important to that and it's shown that it helps with neurogenesis so helping to create new neurons and new cells in the brain and um, so exercise is really important but if you're not doing any exercise currently getting out and going for a walk every day is going to be you know a, a great progress you know we talk a lot about uh, progress not perfection on our program as well and we've got to really start thinking like that rather than we have to do everything all at once we have to be eating the most you know the most optimal diet for ourselves um we need to take steps to get there um and actually a lot of the things that we would do anyway i mean there are other things that you can add in but a lot of the things that we see as healthy are going to benefit ourselves so you know eating that five to ten portions of vegetables eating really good quality grass-fed um meat making sure that we're getting our omega-3s from our fatty fish um all the things that we hear they're actually very beneficial for ourselves as well you mentioned a couple of things i, I heard you say regulating blood sugar so sugars I, I am all for that eating as many veggies as I can and meat. Jeremy is a vegetarian. So he's, he's on the other side of that. I'm curious, you know, a, like other than sugar, is there anything else that we sh should be avoiding to make sure that our cells are as healthy as possible? And, and again, just to, to go back to what I said about Jeremy being a vegetarian, do you have to eat meat? Yeah, that's a difficult one. Because I was vegetarian actually for 11 <laughs> years. Um, but I, yeah, I did start eating meat again when um, I got sick. Um, so I'll, I'll touch on that as well. But, um, and I do ethics, you know, from an ethics perspective, I do support it. Um, but that's why I always look for the really good quality meat from a good farm. Um, but yeah, so another thing that um, it can be very um, inflammatory in the body is oxidized um, oils. And unfortunately, I think that's where with the vegan diet as well, it's probably where I went wrong with my vegetarian diet when I was vegetarian for 11 years, because it was a while ago, it was in my twenties. And there just wasn't as much, there, there, were, there weren't as many options out there. There weren't all these recipes that we have now with all these lovely whole foods. So a lot of the time we were getting those industrial seed oils put into all the vegetarian products. And those industrial seed oils are, are oxidized, they're rancid, they get into the body and they create inflammation, um, which is really harmful for our cells. And actually, you know, the, the, the nerves are covered with a myelin sheath, um, which we need to, in order for our nerves to communicate, our cells have a like fat cell membrane, our brain is made of fat. So when we're getting oxidized fats in, we're not getting those healthy fats in. So, you know, as well as getting the inflammatory fats, you're also not getting the healthy fats. So, I, you know, I always really, really encourage getting those healthy fats in. And what I would, I mean, sorry, that's not a great term, is it healthy fats? But what I mean by that is, is fats that can have a benefit in the body. So, for example, and a good variety is important as well. So like extra virgin olive oil, avocado oil. Um, coconut oil, um, MCT oil, cod liver oil even. Uh, so that's really important to make sure you're bringing those healthy oils into the diet and making sure they're out of the sunlight so they don't get oxidized either. Um, looking to have like your extra virgin olive oil and avocado oil in dark bottles and um, not, yeah, not close to where you're cooking so it doesn't get warm. 
Um, so that's definitely something to watch for. And really, it is worth reading if you do eat any kind of processed foods, just check the back and check to see what oils they're cooked in. Um, I do find a lot of people will go onto the kind of the autoimmune paleo protocol and start finding like plantain chips and those types of things. And they don't look for the oils. And they are normally cooked in some kind of seed oil. Um, not always. Um, you can find them that aren't. And to be honest, really, you're best to just eat whole foods rather than go and eat a load of plantain chips. But, um, you know, it's better than a lot of things. Um, in terms of the vegetarian diet, I, I do really promote eating lots of plants and having, you know, lots of juice, lots of soups. But when your health is not optimal and your gut is not optimal i do find that getting the right amount of nutrients from just a vegetarian diet can be difficult uh, vitamin b12 is one of the ones and as as i mentioned earlier that was something that i had a, a you know quite an, an issue with and a deficiency in after being vegetarian but as I said, there was things going on with my cells as well and it could have been the fact that i'd eaten a lot of processed foods during that period so just making sure that you're aware of your proteins, making sure you, you're aware of those vitamins that we do miss out on when we're not eating meat, for example, vitamin D. I mean, vitamin D is much better than sunlight anyway, but um, uh, vitamin B12. Um, so just having that awareness. And also if your gut health isn't optimal, thinking about potentially bringing things in to help with digestion, like digestive enzymes and doing lots of gut healing. So, yeah, that would probably what I'd say about the vegetarian diet. But in terms of eating vegetables, I'm very pro, you know, making sure that you're getting those five to ten every day, uh, bringing in a juice, having soups and all that type of thing. You mentioned the gut health thing and, and inflammation. These are things that we hear a lot about. I don't know that I've ever asked anyone this, but how do I know if I'm if my gut health is out of balance and how do I know if I'm having inflammation issues? I mean, it, it seems... I don't know that it seems obvious. It's just become such a part of the conversation. I don't know if I've ever heard anyone say, this is what it's like if you're suffering from inflammation issues or, or, or if your gut health is out of balance. What does that mean from a functional level? The first thing would be to look specifically at gut symptoms. And again, going back to my own health journey, I didn't have any gut symptoms. <laughs> so it just was, it was, it was quite I, I just didn't even think that that was part of my issue. But the first thing to look at is if you are having any digestive issues. So are you having any heartburn? Are you having any bloating after eating? Um, what are your bowel habits like? You, do you have constipation? Those types of, you know, is there an urgency to go? There's lots of different questions that I would ask around that side of things. But often people don't have any digestive symptoms or they're not fully aware of it at that point so we'll be looking at other things that might give us an indication of inflammation so for example is there anything going on with the skin how do the joints feel are they getting any kind of headaches so looking for other symptoms outside of the gut for inflammation and often when people do have inflammatory symptoms We've talked so much about the gut, haven't we, in the health world? Um, but all things, you know, a lot of things do start in the gut. I would say now it starts in the cells. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, a lot of the time if you are having those types of issues, then it could be a sign of um, a digestive issue. And actually, I haven't mentioned as well, like mood disorders and whether you're you know, feeling anxiety is another symptom that I see with my clients and I suffered with as well. 
um, when I was kind of get, going through all this. So, you know, the, the brain and the gut is very much linked. So be looking for those other symptoms. And then, of course, there's testing. <laughs> so you can right. do stool testing to really see what's going on. And that can give you an indication of the different gut bacteria that you've got, how well you're digesting foods, whether there's any inflammation there. Um, whether you've got any parasites that gives you a lot of information as well if you want to take it to that level and I do I have to say every client that I've had that has done a stool test something's come up that we've been able to work on I I, I want to switch just a little bit I know um, we're all different right I you know what works for me won't work doesn't necessarily work for the next person so you know how do our genes play into this and, and can you talk a little bit about epigenetics and how that works with everything that you've been talking about yeah, so um, I think years ago, we were really set on finding out, you know, the human genome, it was a big project that we all did, and we thought we're going to have all the answers. But as that kind of research has evolved, we realise, um, you know, your, your genes aren't your destiny. And you can actually change the expression of your genes. And that's what epigenetics is. It's by the lifestyle um, that you lead, the diet that you eat can actually change the expression of your genes. Um, and what do genes do? Because you can hear that and not realize how that actually applies to you. The, the important thing about genes is they create proteins in the body. And what proteins do lots of different things. And one of the main things they do is they, uh, they convert into enzymes, which help with lots of different biological reactions. So really, it's going back to what we were talking about at the beginning. And we have these biological processes, including creating energy, and we need enzymes for that. And we need cofactors for that. Um, so and you know, there's obviously some unhelpful genes as well. So we want to um, be switching those off and turning on the helpful ones. And they found through research that there's various things that we can eat and the way that we live our life, like exercise is one of them, that can really help to promote beneficial gene expression. For example, fasting and ketosis is something that a lot of people are yeah, are bringing into their lifestyles in in some form or of, of another and they have shown that by doing fasting you can you know switch on really powerful genes to help with to help with clearing out bad cells you know proteins are kind of a big massive structure there are tertiary structures that are three-dimensional sometimes that doesn't work correctly and that can cause all sorts of neurological issues so by doing things like fasting it can actually promote the removal of those types of cells as well and like clearing out of anything that's kind of building up in the brain and yeah so it's just really it by the things that we eat we can turn on those genes which are going to help the health of our cells and help us kind of, as I said, build that solid foundation so that we, we have less symptoms and hopefully feel as good as we can feel. This might be a little too deep in the uh, science realm for most of our listeners, but is there a way to target specific genes through any of our actions or diets? And if so, how would I even know how to do that? Um, yeah, I mean, there are certain nutrients that we know can be beneficial. For example, quercetin is one of the polyphenols that they've shown that can help with a gene that can um, help with neurogenesis. So it can help with the production of extra neurons in the brain. So in terms of how you would apply that to yourself and, and actually with exercise as well, they've shown that doing different types of exercise can promote that gene expression. 
in terms of living your life and they do show like things like meditation as well so I've been talking a lot about exercise and diet but we've got to think about other factors in our lives and they have shown that by doing things like meditation can really help to switch on beneficial genes as well so a lot I, I for me especially when I was younger exercise was all about being fit and feeling healthy and now I've just realized what what a huge impact it has on the body it's not just about getting fit it actually has all these benefits at the cellular level as well um, so it's definitely worth if you're not doing exercise to start incorporating it in your life in some level and start building that up it's it's funny you mentioned that because just this just last week actually i started a new uh workout routine and every day i'm, I'm not i'm going into it with the idea of I don't care what the scale says. I don't care how I look. It's literally just, I need to do this today. And just having that mindset has really helped me stay consistent and want to go because it's not about the outcome, right? It's about the steps along the path. So it's interesting you mentioned that. Yeah. And it's funny actually, because I always pick a word for the year and my word this year is consistency, which probably yeah. sounds very dull to people, but it, that's all it's about. Just put it in that's what it is. And, mm-hmm. do it and do it. Um, yeah. You are having such great benefit to your body. Yeah, it's, it's lovely to have goals, but for me, I'm, you know, I could I could write thirty goals. I just want to be consistent and do it every day. Yeah, and you see exactly. the benefits in the long run. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. If somebody is hearing this and they want some simple things that they could start doing today to be healthier or, or have more energy, what can they do? And if they want more help. And if they're looking for additional resources, where can they find you and all the work that you're doing? I would say, first of all, just sit down and write down anything that you think might not be serving you at the moment in your life. Um, it doesn't matter how long the list is, just write it down and then write a list of the things that you do want to start bringing into your life. And I would compare the two lists and you don't have to do anything immediately but start focusing on bringing more of the things that you want to do into your life. So that would just be kind of at at the start, just to get the motivation to really focus in on what you want to start removing and what you want to start focusing on. And then just, I really think it's beneficial if you do want to start changing your diet to just spend an hour on a weekend, just making a plan. As I said, you don't have to do anything drastic. If you want to for your plan for the, the first week might be, I'm going to eat three different colors of vegetables every day next week. And then you can le- you can build on that. I'm going to start bringing in cod liver oil the week after. So really start building in on bringing those healthy, nutrient-dense foods into your diet. And you can do it gradually. And then I would just say, if you are exercising already, uh, as I said, be, try and be consistent with it. If you are training and it is making you feel dreadful the next day, then that's too much. Bring it down. If you are not stressing your body in any way, maybe just up your routine a little bit or try something new, like a 15-minute hit class or something. Um, So incorporate something new from an exercise perspective. And then the last thing would be to do something that you enjoy in life. If you are spending your days working, falling asleep on the sofa, watching Netflix, you must have had something you loved doing when you were a child or or even recently. And if that's not in your life at the minute, start bringing it in. I realise that I, I love music and I just really haven't been doing much around music. So I've actually just bought a piano and I'm going to start piano lessons. Nice, that's great. <laughs> and it's going my consistent. I'm going to do 30 minutes a day. Just going to commit to that. 
nothing else um, and I'm just going to enjoy it and I think those three factors in life are really really important and not putting too much pressure on yourself and not feeling like you have to do it all in in a day so progress not perfection I love that. And where do we learn more about you and your work? Um, so you can find me. My website is theautoimmunitynutritionist.com and I am part of Dr. Bill Cole's Cellular Health Accelerator and our company is called Key Cellular Nutrition. Perfect. Thank you so much. Uh, lots of really uh, helpful and valuable information. I appreciate your time. Great. Thank you both. It's been uh, lovely to be on the podcast today. So thanks for asking me. All right. Our thanks to nutritional therapist VJ Hamilton. You can find out more about her and all the links that we just mentioned in the show notes for this episode at thefitmess.com. I loved that conversation. Cellular health is something I like totally geek out on and just, you know, we'll read for pleasure. Like about <laughs> mitochondria and all the science bits that goes into this. And it's, you know, the, there's all the surface level things that you can do, like just moving more and eating the right foods. But like knowing that it's not just muscle and bone that you're dealing with, like you're dealing with all of these little parts of your body that all of them contribute to your overall health and wellness. And we talk about small steps all the time. These are small things in your body that if you take care of them and you treat them well, you'll have the energy to go do the exercise. You'll have the energy to avoid binging at night like I may or may not have done last night. And you don't have to be an expert in biology, right? Like, yes, there's a lot of like really detailed scientific stuff we just talked about. But when you when you step back from that, it really comes down to what are you putting in your pie hole and how much are you moving your body? And if you can do a healthy combination of those two things and add supplements when needed and, and test uh, when appropriate and all that stuff, that's how you can really optimize your health and not rely on the doctor once a year saying, yeah, your blood works normal and be sort of led to believe that you're going to be fine. And this stuff is, is kind of hard. Like I, I will be the first one to admit, like I personally geek out on this stuff, but I totally, totally, it even takes me a lot of time to like fully grasp and understand some of the things that we talked about in that interview. This mm -hmm. stuff is not easy. Yeah. This stuff is hard and not, a, if you're not interested in it, go get a coach, go find somebody who knows a thing or two about this stuff. If you're interested in exploring like how to take care of your cellular health, but you're not super interested in learning about the details of it, there are people that will help you for sure. And one of them is our guest, Vijay Hamilton. So again, the links to her and her work are in the show notes for this episode at thefitmess.com. And don't let the conversation about cellular health end there. Join us in our Facebook group where you can join us and fellow Fitmess listeners for monthly challenges, accountability to reach your goals and connection with our community. That link is also at our website, thefitmess.com. We know this podcast is amazing and doesn't seem to lack anything, but we need a legal disclaimer. Prior to implementing anything discussed in this podcast, it is your responsibility to conduct your own research and consult your physician. You should assume that Jeremy and Zach don't know what they're talking about, and they're not liable for any physical or emotional issues that occur directly or indirectly from listening to this podcast.